Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where JR really wants to settle Jock's estate. Has he mentioned that? Because I think he's mentioned it to every single person. My name is Mary. 9,000 times. And I'm Sarah. And speaking on behalf of the IRS, I am Josh. <laughs> oh, God. And Melanie, <laughs> Melanie is off on her way to Emporia for Amos Krebs' funeral this week, so yes, she will yes. not be with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a big – her and Amos are like this. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon members, of which we have three new ones this week. Our three new members are Marie Johnson, Michael, Michael, whose last name I do not know. So as of right now, it's just Michael um, and Jason Gregory. And they join Brendan Phillick, Captain America, Sheen Pye, Justin Ware, Jason Carter, Laura Bernheim, Brad Mahalan, Anita Wren, and Kristen Carlano as Patreon members. And seriously, guys, you guys... you this is the reason that we're able to keep doing this so because we don't have any sort of sponsors there's no there's no commercials you have to sit through with this thing um we're not here talking about liquid iv or whatever it is that all the podcasters talk about so uh i do occasionally mention duffy's dough true but they give us (laughs) no money so um anyway patrick we're calling on you this is the only reason we are able to keep doing this so like we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts like this keeps us giving dallas to you and keeps us let, let us keep talking about dallas um but if like you would like to help but you're like i can't afford like five bucks a month like i get it um a thing you can do to really help us is to go to apple podcasts and just give us a five-star review and if you could even just be like just write a little thing like hey they're really cool i mean even if you don't believe it because you know we're not that cool but if (laughs) if you just want to say something positive like that really helps us so anyway that's that's my spiel moving on and you get some good stuff in the patreon area to listen to uh old interviews yeah we have Uh, old interviews New interviews, like we just did an interview uh, with Morgan Brittany, and you can get the actual interview for free, but you all you can get the video of that on our Patreon, and it's she's so beautiful, and it's just kind of nice to look at her face. Is that technically part of our DOA series since it's not? That, uh, you know, you mentioned that, and I didn't really write that as our day. I think it's just considered a very special episode. And then, because the okay, DOAs I, were, were kind of like just talking shit about Dallas. So, um, okay. So we, we have many offshoots. We have so including, many. Including um, yeah. coming up on April 15th, April in April, uh, Cherie Wilson with the Yellow Rose Gala Foundation has their fundraising event for ms research and if you go into our episodes and look for after the barbecue episode number two it's sheree wilson and i talked for about a half an hour about uh, multiple sclerosis the research the foundation and possible ideas for upcoming fundraisers with, mm-hmm. with their group yeah that's exciting and uh and we also just also released exciting. on Patreon um, an archived video, uh, archived interview with Linda Gray. I saw that. 
from 2013 where she's talking about um, the death of JR. Ten years ago. Crazy. That's right. That is so weird. And for anyone listening in the UK, an evening with Priscilla Presley in conversation with Edith Bowman, uh, sharing personal stories and never-before-seen footage with Elvis Presley, the tour uh, continues April 1st in Glasgow, April 2nd in Manchester. Glasgow is at the City Hall's Grand Hall. April 2nd in Manchester is at the Opera House. April 3rd is at the London Palladium. April 5th is at Birmingham Town Hall. Thursday, April 6th is at Newcastle Tyne Theatre. And exciting that we just uh, heard that June 13th, there is a Dallas reunion in In LA, right? Yeah. In LA at Oscars. Yeah. Featuring. I wish I could go. I really do. Me too. But with all of our trips to cons and yeah, everything, I just, just I literally, not- my money's gone. I was going to all the cons. I'm tapped out. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm like, uh, fuck, I'm tapped out. And I'm going to be out in, probably in LA in August. So uh, I can't, with a plane oh, ticket cool. that costs zero, zero round trip. Ooh, that's um, nice. I'm going to be in Europe ha- in August. <laughs> Patrick Duffy, Linda Gray, Steve Canale, Charlene Tilton, Audrey Landers, and Joan Van Ark are going to be in attendance at this event. And uh, CBS moderator Sandy Newton will interview the cast. TV clips from past and present, along with your questions and their answers. And also, if you noticed, uh, South Fork Ranch just posted a. something yesterday about winning an overnight stay at South Fork. So everyone should enter though. I really hope one of us wins so that we could have a podcast happen there. <laughs> I know. And I just literally tagged 9,000 people in that. So like, <laughs> although I am, I am determined for us to do one in the fall down there at some point. In the fall. I know. I really do want to do that. Right. For, for real. Yeah. And, that, and may, maybe there'll be an that. event. I don't know. You never know what could transpire. We're we're, we're trying. Who knows if it'll happen? But we're yes. We're trying to figure uh, it out. You mentioned birthdays today, uh, March twenty eighth. Would be Annie Wershing, who played Allison Jones on the New Dallas. She would be forty six today, but she just passed uh, in yeah. February. Yeah, recently of cancer. Poor thing, Aww. and. Uh, the only other date on the calendar is Sunday, which is April 2nd. Do we all know what that means? That's the premiere date. 45 years ago, April 45. 2nd. I oh, know. I feel old. Crazy. Patrick Duffy in his bookended leather jacket. Yep. yep. Riding in the Mercedes with Victoria Principal. Your Man. family's going to throw me off that ranch. And Digger's daughter. <laughs> when I was off two years old. That is still going. And I wasn't born yet. Okay. It was a few months. I was in my mom's you womb. Were. Oh. I saw a card uh, at Mother's Day once in the store, and it said, uh, thank you for the womb service. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, like I like that, that too. I like yeah, that. Even though I never met my Womb mother. mother or yeah. birth mother. Um, well, you, you really did kind of meet them because you came I out mean, of them. But you, you, you technically yeah. did. You don't remember, though. No. Right. <laughs> I, I was still tempted to buy that car just to have it. 
Yeah. Because it's good. so funny. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, tonight we're talking about season six, episode three, episode 106 of the series, Billion Dollar Question. Oh, yeah. Hey, you want me to lean on your brother Bobby? Come down on Nelson. You know how to do it. It's time, Bob. Time to straighten out Daddy's affairs. You don't think maybe that reading Daddy's well would put you back at the helm of viewing oil, do you? Maybe you're afraid there might be some changes made around here. When I hired you, I hired you because I thought you'd be the best at running Harwood Oil. And if I had wanted a package that included sex, I would have hired your brother Bobby. Bobby, one way or another, that will is going to be read. It was written by... Arthur Bernard Lewis, directed by Michael Priest, and aired October 15th, 1982, which I just have to mention is exactly to the day, 25 years before my youngest kid was born. So, um... Well, isn't that special? Special, yeah. Um, not special. So, yeah, that's 25 years before Henry. Uh, the number one... Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? It is me. I it's don't like, know. It's like weird to say it out loud, yeah. you know? The number one billboard hit in the U.S. was Jack and Diane by John Cougar. Uh, and a little ditty. Hold on to 16 as long as you can. <laughs> as long as you can. Let okay. the bottle bill come and save my soul. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then in the U.K., it was Pass the Duchy by Musical Youth. Uh, the number one film in the U.S. <laughs> was once again E.T. the Extraterrestrial. It kept like uh, well, number one and then would go down, then number one again and go down. So this week, number one. And we actually saw D. Wallace when we were in Chicago. From, oh, that's right. The mother in E.T. Yeah, that's right. Yay. And I went on she the E.T. ride her- at Universal, and it's the best ride at I Universal. I remember that. Florida, it is. Like if you go, like it's a million years old, but it's my favorite ride there. So something to be said for the classics. It is. I know they have like, I'm a sucker for animatronics though. And they still have like the animatronic people. Oh my God. Um, then not the top news stories from this past week in 1982, the Garn St. Germain depository institutions act deregulates the U S savings and loan industry, which I feel like it's going to come back and bite someone in the ass. Um, I want you to say that 10 times fast. I, know, I barely got it out the first time. And also U S president Ronald Reagan proclaims that we are at war on drugs, which will, another thing that we will, totally Bobby, didn't work. Will. Well, Dare to keep kids off drugs. Well, we gotta fight. We've gotta fight the drugs, uh, and then Nancy and I have to go watch Jane on Falcon Crest. Okay, <laughs> mommy, and eat some jelly beans. Uh, born on this day are Yoko Maki, who is a Japanese actress known for her role in The Grudge, and Lane Caudell, an American voice actor known for Hey Arnold in Disney's Recess. I love Hey Arnold. And on Dallas. On Dallas, this episode finished at number, hold your breath here, 12. What? In the ratings. What the hell? I actually kind of like this episode. I gave last week's a shitty rating, and I kind of like this. What the hell? 12? 12. I feel like that's the biggest drop. Did it give a reason why? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Holy shit. Michael Priest was Alice Herson's favorite Dallas director. Dr. Crane, who actually did not appear in the episode, but was referenced as being the one that performed Lucy's procedure. Yeah. 
She was uh, Sue Ellen's doctor in episodes twenty eight and twenty nine. Okay, I thought so. I was, I thought, I was like, this is referencing someone else, and yeah, yeah, cool. Yes. Kate Reed made her debut in this episode as Aunt Lil, and she was an acclaimed veteran of Broadway, which Dallas seems to feature a lot of, uh, with Howard mm-hmm. Keel and yep. uh, Barbara Bel Geddes, um, just talented so mofos and so forth there. Yep. Yes. She played Aunt Lil in 17 episodes. I'm not even going to try to transcribe which seasons because they're off by one in the book. Yeah, yeah. Steve Canale said of Reed that she was a very famous actress from New York and was wonderful to have her on the show. And she died in 1993 at the age of 62. She looks older than that. <laughs> she does. I mean, it's the early 80s, and I would have guessed she was already 62. Yeah. What? Wait a second. 60, okay, what year did she die? 1993. She's 51. So how the f- She's literally what the four fuck? years older than I she am. She was 80. Right now. Aunt Lil. That's what I'm saying. She she was 80 then. What the fuck? And that, uh, what, the, uh, what the fuck? That's weird. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> but she, she died in Ontario, Canada after a battle with cancer. Oh. Now, K- Karen Radcliffe, who appears as a waitress in this episode, is the first of numerous roles that she would have on the show, including a nurse in episode 162, Sue Ellen's sanitarium friend in episodes 197 and 198, a nurse in episodes 253 through 256, and, well, this it was the 1930s when it was set, so they called them hookers in the 1930s. Dallas, the early years, she played a, a, a loosey-goosey woman. Um, she also appeared on the movie RoboCop and the CBS series Beauty and the Beast. Nice. As opposed to the illicit movie Booty and the Beast. <laughs> Is that Is a that porn, porn Josh? Is that a porno? I'm assuming. Damn. Booty and the Beast? <laughs> Damn right. If, if there is a movie, there is a porn version somewhere. So Mrs. Assfire instead of Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So we open on South Fork. JR is calling Harv to apologize for quote unquote coming on so strong. Yeah, he got what he wanted. <laughs> he got what he wanted with his blackmail scheme. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Thank you, Serena. Yep. Yep. So he's now, Boom. he's now like trying to play it cool with Harv. Like, oh, oh, yeah. I sorry, man. I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, seem over enthusiastic. But I got John Baxter going home with his tail between his legs to Heidi. So, bam, I got what I wanted. Yeah. And then uh, Jr. Uh, asked Teresa for the mail, and uh, she hands him a pile which contains invitations to the Oil Baron's Ball. Now, they're outside eating breakfast, so the mail must come really early at South Fork. Really Unless must. they're eating late breakfast. I, I don't know. Maybe they're at the first stop? I don't know. That's crazy. That's, that's really, really early, though, because that's before they even leave to get yeah. to work. Yeah, that, that, that's a little too early for my liking. Yeah. A lot of little things went on in these uh, opening scenes. Yeah, lots of things are happening. Ellie seems a million miles away to start off with, right? Yes. Pam, Pam has to drive uh, Lucy to town. JR comes out and asks Pam if she's going to her studio, exercise studio, and maybe he'll drop in one day because get a workout because he's got a lot of time on his hands, and she suggests an all-around-the-world cruise. <laughs> one for Pam, in zero other for words, JR. <laughs> other words, go in other away. words, how about one, one way to the other side of the world mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. back, JR? Send him to Calcutta. Oh, JR and Bobby try to arrange for Ellie to – or try to encourage her to go to the ball and get back with her friends. And then uh, Bobby leaves in a helicopter. 
And JR is questioning whether or not um, Ellie is handling the family the way that Jock would want. I think he did that as a guilt trip. The way he spoke to her yes. after it was just him oh, and her, and it was like he was going real hard in on her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, he's questioning her, like, leadership in the family. And and she's like, well, you know, whatever. Like, Jock wouldn't have done what you did. And he like he's like... You know, you don't know half of what he would have done because he kept it from you, which is probably true. But yeah, but don't rub salt right. in the wound, though. That's what he's doing. Oh, he's yeah. making her think, making her feel bad, and making her judge, um, question her oh, decisions. For sure. Yeah, Excuse that's what he's trying. Excuse me, Jr. Th- Jr. This is a woman that pulled a horse whip out on your daddy. Okay. Yeah. In her younger years, don't. You don't mess with Mama. Do not mess with Ellie. She will cut you. But. She most recently had Ray get the shotgun out of the hall closet. So do not uh, yeah. even attempt. Don't mess. To throw salt on that, okay? Yeah. Just don't go there. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to the Southern Cross, and Clayton and Suellen are racing their horses early in the morning. Is it just me, or did y'all just think this is completely the weirdest scene with them, or the weirdest part of the it, episode? It, it's, I just thought it was okay. Odd it's weird conversation because then he's he says yes. It says that she should be a jockey if Texas ever legalized horse racing, and then that led me on a whole like thing. I was like, what horse racing is illegal in Texas? And so it turns out, yes, it still is. You you cannot have like bet on horse racing in the state of texas you also Ah. it is illegal you can't even bet on it no it's illegal to bet on horse racing in alaska georgia hawaii maine mississippi nevada uh new jersey which is because nevada new jersey i mean okay um north carolina south carolina texas utah and washington which is just bizarre to me. And Massachusetts just opened up uh, legal sports betting, and they got all the commercials on for the the apps and mobile apps and all. Oh, it's, yeah, you can't take a crap without hearing about, about mobile sports betting in Massachusetts now. <laughs> but so anyway, that was interesting to me because I didn't know that. Was, I, I lived in Washington, you know, but you know, I wasn't like a horse race person. I would have never. So, I don't. Uh, but I would have never guessed in Texas. You right. Couldn't it seems like Texas. Bet. I mean, you can't bet in Alabama. You could do it through your bookie. <laughs> Just not in real life. Well, I mean, no, you know what I mean? Like, I legally. think it's legal in Alabama. I mean, it's not illegal. Um, actually, we, we did have, we do have a, we have a, we have a dog track, but you watch the TVs and they do the horses and you can bet on, but you have to be in that facility yeah. on race times. Like you can't do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's gotta be some, there's some kind of like, so you can't um, do it remotely. Well, I mean, you can, but you gotta have a bucket. Like I said, what's weird to me <laughs> is the Nevada and New Jersey, because I mean, that is, uh, Las Vegas and Atlantic, Atlantic city. city where 100%. it's all the gambling yeah. all the time. So that's so weird to me. I don't know. I'm not a gambler though, so I don't really know. I don't know much. Uh, you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away and know when to run. And just remember, you never count your don't money. Don't count your money. You're just sitting at the <laughs> table. While you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting. There'll be time enough for counting when, deal when the deal is done. <laughs> you got to know how to hold them. And Linda Gray was in The Gambler 3. Was she? Okay. All right. I did not know that. Yes. Speaking of Linda Gray, folks, you still have time to buy your um, Chiller Theater tickets oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. until April 10th for advanced sales. And for the first time ever, this is the real draw of Chiller this year. The entire Ewing Barbecue podcast team is going to be on site. Right. The whole and oh, yeah. Come hang out with us. We are going to 
Party it up. We are the center of the convention. <laughs> That's right. At least in our minds. And Linda Gray and Priscilla Presley will be there. Back to your regularly scheduled podcast. So Clayton tries to convince Sue Ellen not to marry JR again. You and, always um, have other options, Sue Ellen. Right, other other options. Um, and she's like says, you. <laughs> you know, she's been thinking about it. She's not really sure. Um, and being at Southern Cross has really like complicated things just because of her time with Dusty there and how special it was to her. So it's just kind of confusing her a little bit. I, I, it's just the whole thing. Just uh, yeah. bleep. Yeah, I know. And I just still hear that Crosby, Stills, and Nash song. Yeah. But she says Dusty is lost to her now. He's lost to me. So, all right. Well. So dramatic. Oh, so dramatic. Lost. It's gone with the wind. Yeah. My Tara, my Tara. So Brett Pam, Butler, where are you? Pam goes to see Dr. Grosvenor about Lucy. Um, and he says she's physically fine, but mentally he's not really sure what to think, honestly. The girl was raped. Right. Yeah. I do like that he admits that it's hard for a man to make a proper judgment on a situation like this. He's like, I I was very surprised that that was written into that yes. to that script. And it's different. Is it different writers than who we normally would think would never who say that? Who was your writer? Correct. Was it Moore? Um, it was uh, Arthur Bernard Lewis. Arthur Bernard. Okay. Yeah. Who hmm. wrote that? Which that when uh, I, mm. I don't I, I I thought that was amazing that was in there because yes it's true that you know and that's what i feel like everyone's kind of like i i i don't know i feel like this situation is being handled so much better in 1982 than it would be in 2023 because i feel like people would be so opposite sides of this now and then they're just saying how complicated it is because it is a complicated subject and i don't know it's just kind of impressive i think and wait till later in the episode Yes. Anyway, he wants to talk to Lucy um, and her ginormous hair alone without Pam there. And he wants to make sure that she really wants to go through with it. And this is a rare scene where they don't really go out of the way to conceal her baby bump when she walks in from the other room in the office. Right, because she's supposed to be I mean, she's w- pregnant. Not that pregnant, though. Right, not that pregnant. <laughs> he said she was two months pregnant, right? Yeah. Whenever he yeah, did that. She's definitely Clothing wearing was, a but in real life she maternity was. shirt in that scene. Clothing was was definitely on the baggier side, mm-hmm. so it just kind of yeah hung down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the end, did she not have on a, on a dress with the belt? That like cream color dress. Or did I just imagine that? I think that? that's later because I think this is a scene where she's but, wearing like a, a top that's kind of. But, Maternity. Yeah, but later, but isn't she really pregnant in real life or that she's already had it by this part? Because this is season six, right? It depends on when they found it. It depends know. when they found it. I don't know. I know. She's still pregnant because the rest of the episode they are concealing her. Right, but if if that dress is the dress I think I'm gonna have to go back and look now, she shouldn't have been able to wear that dress if she's that pregnant. Because she's close to being due at this point if she hasn't Unless already had they it. reshot it Unless later. Unless they filmed it later. They might have reshot it later. They may have. Okay, that makes know. sense. And she's a little thing, so she's really going to show. She yes, because exactly much like uh, I, I'm sure when Sarah gonna, and I, there's like no room in our bodies for a baby, so the baby just goes out. Yeah, I got real fucking fat. <laughs> I mean, she's she's going to be like one of those little weeble wobbles. Every part of my body got fat, even my nose flattened out. Seriously, I had people come up to me in the store and like ask me if I should be alone. Once I was. <laughs> Because I was so big when I was pregnant. They're like, are you, 
are you with someone? Because you look like you should not be walking by yourself. Got that in an elevator one time. <laughs> and I was like, uh, probably not. But, you know, I'm really only seven months. <laughs> Just get a moo-moo. It's all you can do at that point. I mean, yeah. So Donna comes out with this big, giant manuscript of her book in this wrapping that she's about to go to the post office and mail. Yeah, she's going to mail it to her publisher, finally. Yes. Finally allowed to. And Ray convinces her, uh, why don't we hand deliver that in person? Because I've never seen New York City. New York City? Because I was just a dumb cowboy. The dumb cowboy is going to go to New York City. Taste picante sauce. Pick some up. Yeah, he's all about like going there for a vacation. And she's like, oh my God, are you kidding? Yes, let's do this. Well, we never had a honeymoon. Or when I was little, I used to call them honey moos. I thought it was like honey and the word moo that the cow made Honey moos? That's adorable. That yes. is cute. <laughs> I can see little Josh now. <laughs> you going on a honeymoon? Uh, and I just want to say how proud I am of um, the scene that um, Ray was so yes, sweet yes, and, and nice. Yes, and uh, just all uh, helping her out and wanting to go into something that in her world, kind of, out of his, com- out exactly. of his comfort zone. Yeah, uh, take, a, take a dumb cowboy and put him in New York City. That's definitely out of his com- comfort zone. And all I can hear was that old commercial from the 80s. New York City! Uh-huh, the Pace uh-huh, uh-huh, You know what uh-huh. I'm about? Uh, that's all I could hear when he said, I'm going to go to New York City. I've never New seen York New York City, City before, Donna. <laughs> right? 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 <laughs> and then Afton has gotten Cliff out of the house to shop with her, finally. And, and she bought him a $4 sandwich for lunch. Which is pretty expensive for 1982, I thought. Yeah, what, where the hell were they? Yes, I don't know. Well, wherever they were, they he did not want to run into his mama. Nope, that was awkward. And he was just like, oh, let's walk this way. And she's like, but that's your mom. She can see us. Hi. Walk, walk this way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hump, what hump? Um, and then, so Rebecca says that she's talked to her board of directors at Wentworth Two and I, and they have not replaced him yet. So, like, basically, he could probably just get his job back. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm all set with that. Yeah, uh, that's a little I'm, too I'm, I'm, too little too late. I think Rebecca. Uh, I'm actually going to work for Stonehurst Oil. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the ticket. Which is a surprise to Afton. She's like, I'm sorry, what? 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 She's what, pissed. What? Squeeze me? What? Bacon batter? Bacon batter. <laughs> <laughs> Asswipe says what? <laughs> and she's like, that that's Marilee Stone? Asphincter says what? <laughs> and uh he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh don't don't worry. Don't oh don't be jealous. No, no. She likes her, her men young and or extremely wealthy, of which I am neither. So don't even worry about it. Okay. Oh, he can be a little self depreciating. Yeah. Good too. Oh, of okay. course, Cliff. Next we have JR meeting with IRS man Nelson Harding. And he wants them to put pressure on Ewing Oil and Bobby in particular to have Jock declared dead and settle the affairs mm-hmm. because he tries to convince Nelson Harding that Ewing Oil is doing it to avoid tax Taxes. implications, yeah. which is fraud. Yeah. Which that, that, he, he wasn't interested until he said that. And I got all of his like, little hairs on the back of his neck standing up. He's like, oh, fraud. Mm, okay. Ooh, I like me some fraud. Mm, yummy. And so then we cut to Ewing Oil, where Bobby tells Nelson Harding um, that he really doesn't handle their taxes himself. That if he wants to talk about them, he should talk to their lawyer or their, is it the comptroller that he was talking Comp- about? Yeah. Comptroller. Yeah. Yeah. And because he's like, I don't really deal with their taxes. And I basically, like, I pay people to do that. 
I'm sitting up here in the ivory tower. I don't do do yeah, many, menial crap like right, that. Right, right, right. And he bounces him out of there. Yeah. The Nelson guy was like, well, it could be more. I'm. What I've heard is it's more than maybe just a tax issue. Like, there's fraud happening. And Bobby's like, mm, no. And then he throws him out. Get the hell out of my office. Mm-hmm. He calls Harv, and Harv's like, Oh, that was maybe not the best move because that guy's kind of a hard ass. And he tells Bobby to come back at 10 a.m. tomorrow to his office, come to his office tomorrow at 10 a.m. to discuss this because he's on his way home for dinner with his wife, Louise. Good for Harv. Louise Smithfield. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll file her away with Jordan Lee's wife, Sarah. Yes. Yes. And Vera from Cheers. <laughs> and then Dr. Grosvenor calls Lucy and tells her that he has he's gotten her in for a therapeutic abortion the day after tomorrow, which I don't know the difference between a regular abortion and a therapeutic abortion. But he says basically she has to come into the hospital in the morning and she has to stay overnight because she'll need rest. And I'm like, that is... So different than every other experience I have ever heard of with that, which I feel like. I guess because it's still kind of newly. And like you go to a hospital? Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I guess because it was new and it just was there, kids start to do it. I mean, not. You yeah. know what I mean? More acceptable like, is the word maybe even I'm thinking. Even if you have there. a baby, you don't even don't get know. to stay overnight sometimes. <laughs> a, ther- a therapeutic abortion is the ending of a pregnancy on purpose. It is oh, done before man. the fetus is vi- able to survive on its own. Okay. So that makes sense because like literally because abortion is a medical term of just like – so a miscarriage is also considered an abortion. So back then they were – considering uh, a therapeutic abortion to be one that you do on purpose. We don't make that distinction anymore, and that's interesting. It is, because I've never even heard of that before. Yeah, because when I miscarried, it was listed as an abortion on my medical papers. And wasn't it on uh, Kristen's with JR's baby? It was. Oh, I believe it was, yes. Mm -hmm. An AB, and I was thinking thinking of blood types at that point. Uh, And they really should have coded it differently if they're going to abbreviate it because you have the blood type of AB and you have abortion as AB. So That's true. Very true. ABR maybe? I don't know. But, um. <laughs> maybe. Um, and then we get an action shot of JR's car and a boat. Racing a yacht. Yeah. Fancy. I feel like we're really like the money's going up in the show. You can just tell. I'm almost, I, I almost had visions of uh, – like those cigarette boats on Miami Vice just flying across the water <laughs> totally. in Miami. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very 80s. Which, yes. And he gets to the boat, and Holly wants him to take his boots off. Yeah. But she, and, he, and she helps him. And she helps him very. I mean, and that's why you're supposed to do it, but he, like, put his foot right? on her ass. And put, it was it's just so weird. weird. The whole fucking yeah. thing was weird. She, turn, she turns his back to him as she's pulling the boot off. Right, and, like showing her butt. That's what I'm saying, but she's... Yeah, but she's flirting with him, and then when he tries to make a move on her, she's like, it didn't include sex. And he's like, well, guess the meeting's mm-hmm. over. I mean, don't flirt if you're not going to put out, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was if, so awful. If I, if I wanted it's a true. business deal that included sex, I would have hired your brother, Bobby. She's a tease hole. But there's a scene in between that uh, before we get to that right, part. Right, right, right. Sorry. She, t- she takes <laughs> his boots off, and he probably wanted to take his pants off. Uh, oh, immediately. Yes. <laughs> 
And he, she says that her daddy left her that yacht along with Harwood Oil and that he made some of his best deals of his career on that boat. And Jared's like, yeah, I bet it did. Oh, yeah. Then we cut to Harv, who is only way to deal with Nelson Harding is really to settle Jock's estate. Mm-hmm. But he's a little bit weary because the last time he brought up having Jock declared dead, Mama kind of... Mama freaked the fuck out. She went ballistic yeah. on his ass. And he does not want, he doesn't have any ass cheeks left to be. No, but nobody wants to mess with Ellie. So he's like, "Eh, let's just tread carefully. That horse whip's coming out next time. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. So then JR is uh, instructing Holly to do a bunch of things that she did not expect him to do. And uh, one is she wants him to fire his vice president and also wants him to buy a refinery in Galveston, of all places. Yeah. And it is a good time to do it because the the market is soft and the prices are low. Right. And when you know, buy low, sell or you know, high, that type of yeah, thing. Yeah. So. And yeah, and this is the scene where she like he hits on her, and then she's like, eh, "I don't think so. Like, if I wanted a package that included sex, I would have, I would have enlisted your brother Bobby." And he's just like, "I'm sorry, what?" And then he literally like makes a JR shaped hole through the door, leaving. He can't get out fast enough. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bobby did have a reputation for the booze, broads, and booty back in the day. Right. So I mean, Bobby is hotter than JR. That's just the truth. Yes. So then we cut to Cafe Espana, right? Is that how you pronounce that? Cafe Espana? I did not get a good enough look at the name. I was kind of leaning in and then the scene just okay. cut to the inside. I was, I was watching uh, the I... HD version, so I, I saw it was Cafe Espana. Um, and well, it's Cliff. good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff and Marilee. And Cliff has two problems. One, he needs a job. Two, he doesn't trust Marilee, which is totally fair. Well, she can help with that job problem, mm-hmm. but trust, trust. Yeah. It's a matter of trust, said Billy Joel. So she hires him as a senior vice president of operations and says, like, look, you're just going to have to, like, give me time and you'll trust me. You, and that's all I can do. And so he's like, all right. Trust is really earned. You know, you, right. you just can't. And so far she's done a shit job of it. So she's kind of picked that that up a little bit. Yeah. And then Cliff tells her that it, that he's never going to fight JR again. So if she wants someone to help him fight JR, like count him out, like don't hire him because like he knows when he's beaten. And I feel like this is the scene where Cliff is the smartest I've ever seen him. Before he turns stupid again at some point. Yes. So Ellie has decided to go to the ball. Yeah. And Mavis helped her pick out a dress. I know. I liked that. It kind of got her out of the Not house. Yet. Uh, but she says in the scene that Mavis is going to help Ellie pick out a dress. Going to help her, yeah. yeah. So she yeah. hasn't, they haven't done it yet. Yeah. Okay. She's going to help her. And she will need her family for support. Yeah. And JR, you better use that as a way to get Sue Ellen back home. JR confronts Bobby about being afraid that Jock put him back in the president's seat in the will and saying, like, that's the reason you don't want to do it. Yeah, because when JR was there, Bobby was so quick to want to have that will read. Now right. that Bobby's there, yeah. he doesn't want to have that will read. So mm-hmm. so maybe we should bring back Gary and let him run the company for a little while, and then he won't want the will read. <laughs> I think that's a terrible idea. <laughs> or maybe we should have Lucy do it. I think that'd be a good idea. Abby would love to get her claws into Ewing Oil. Yeah, for sure. So Donna has bought an amazing black dress for New York City. 
which I love. I would totally wear that dress. Didn't she book uh, some theater and some dinner? Yeah, and yeah stuff she like booked that? like some fancy restaurant in New York and also two Broadway shows they have tickets for. Oh, it's too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And then ring, ring, ring. Raymond. It's Aunt Lil. Raymond. It seems Paul Amos Krebs has died and she wants him to come to the funeral. You best get back to Emporia now, Raymond. Your papa's died. He's he's passed on. And you can see that Donna is let down for a hot second. And then she's just like, I'm going to come with you. We're going to cancel our plans and we're going to travel together. And maybe someday we'll make it to New York. Maybe. Raymond. Raymond, it's your Aunt Lil. Right. Lillian Trotter, who looks like she's 80, but she's really not she's even 60. 51. 51. I'm, I'm going to have to like get a picture of her and post it online because that's ridiculous. Please do, because that like really – see if you can Google her and find like old pictures, like if she's in plays or child pictures and like do like a series of them until like right before she dies. I like those morph pictures that they do with celebrities when yeah. they start as a baby and they kind of morph them to their oh, current – yeah. Just crazy. So JR shows up at Southern Cross with uh, Crosby still, I mean, with uh, his Trojan horse, John Ross. Right. On a helicopter. And I feel like everyone is traveling on helicopters all of a sudden. It's funny. I, I thought for a second, what, because Bobby left in a helicopter earlier in the episode. Why did he fly out? Yeah. Do we even know why he flew out? No, I really want to know. Like, I was going to ask that earlier and I got Is it because they had extra money in the budget? Yeah, I think so. It should be like, look how fancy they are. They can just take a helicopter to wherever. That's why. I'm going to take a helicopter downtown. That's why until JR got out, I thought it was Bobby that was going to get out of the helicopter. (laughs) I mean, yeah. At the Southern Cross. Yeah. And Tyler Banks got to fly in a helicopter. He did. And then JR tells Clayton he needs a drink. (laughs) And Clayton's like, okay, go get one. Whoa. Well, help yourself. So we cut to the hospital. Lucy is um, sitting in there waiting. She's kind of freaking out. She has, thinks that she should have just gone to a clinic. She's very anxious. Mm-hmm, very anxious. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like second guessing herself. And Pam asks what she would do if she was her. And Pam reminds her that she's not her. She's like, I've had different life experiences and choices and things happen to me um and she says that her whole life all she's wanted is a child which i think is not correct because didn't when the show started wasn't she like "Mm, i'm not sure because bobby wanted a kid and she was like i don't know yeah she's like i'm not ready or right right now or something but then she went to that huge that huge 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 thing where all she needed was a baby before that she wasn't. So uh, this is her like changing her history here because she did not always want a child for sure. And Pam and Lucy's relationship has certainly come a long way. Oh, from, yeah. Lady, you don't stand a chance. Right. She earned Lucy's love and respect along the way. Yes. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. she did. Um, and basically, I think Lucy's just having a lot of guilt and she's just like, because I mean, she obviously knows the, you know, pink. Pam can't have a kid thing. And so she's worried that Pam's going to hate her if she goes through with it. And Pam's like, I couldn't hate you. I love you. And that was a a wise choice to put them together in this storyline, considering Pam's miscarriages. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really good. Yeah. And because she is not Digger's daughter, title of the series premiere, she doesn't have a neurofibromatosis. You have to remember that. I know. She literally just had some tragic things happened where she lost her baby. Like both times Which, she like fell. Oh, and it 
Yeah, once to a, a J, once because of Jr. in the loft, and another time because, because of, of a, a, nope a nope rope. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say that I couldn't unmute myself quick enough. Damn. All right, let's try it again. Once because of Jr. and another time because of a nope rope. Nope rope. Danger noodle. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, yeah, that and that obviously affected her mentally, mentally, but it also had uh, physical implications on her ability to carry a child. That's what they say. I just don't think that's real. But okay, I, I, I'll go with it. I, I'm gonna. I'm not a doctor. I didn't even play one on TV, so I'm not I'm gonna pretend like I know everything. But it does seems a little sus to me. Well, may, well yes, it maybe does. she had some genetic issues in that area that were exacerbated because of the miscarriages that resulted in sure we'll we'll, we'll go with that sure, for Jan. the sake of yeah. marcia 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 <laughs> and so then jr says that he we cut back to southern cross and he says that he's come to ask sue ellen to the oil baron's ball in a helicopter and lest we not are you asking her to prom basically i mean come on so this is a promposal. It a, is a, a ball big, a ball posal. The original promposal. Yeah. This is a ball posal. Ball posal. The OBB posal. You're down with o- LPP. O-B-B. You're down with LPP. Yeah. <laughs> JR gonna drop those oil barons balls on their balls and bounce and bounce. And he's got big balls and she's got big balls. And so says so she's not sure. Um She's not, and uh, Jr. asked Clayton if he's been confusing Sue Ellen with Clayton's feelings, and Clayton's like, "Nope, I haven't been confusing her at all." Um, and he's like, "That's good." And l- lest we not forget, Sue Ellen had a nice little time playing with John Ross in the pool. That's true. Yes. Um, so then we cut to a restaurant. I'm not sure which restaurant. Uh, Bobby's dining alone, and he runs into Holly. The no-name restaurant. Yeah, he runs into Holly with a date, like a doofy-looking date. Her arm candy, as I referred to him as. I don't as. think he's candy. Like, that's just arm. I don't – I wouldn't know what – that's arm – he's doofy-looking. Am I – Sarah, am I wrong? He's just kind of uh, – Okay. He looks like a dayfest. He looks like, like that, like boy toy male like he's weirdo. Not, he's not cute. Uh, he's not hot. Nothing. I've, I've got another phrase for Mm-mm. it: an arm goober. Mm-mm. Arm goober. That's way more accurate. There you <laughs> go. That's way better. We have now yes, coined. You've goober. now coined it. Yeah. Arm goober. Okay. And apparently, um, according to Holly, he's he's got big plans for her that night. <laughs> Bobby's just like, okay, TMI, but all right. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I yeah. just met you. Who the fuck he are you? He didn't even oh, remember who she was when she came up to the table. He's like, I'm sorry. No. Yeah, he's like, oh, sorry. She's like, don't you remember? Like, we had a moment like a while ago. Yeah, and he's no. Like, no, I don't remember that. No. no. So anyway, no. she, she don't flatter asked herself. for his advice as an honest oil baron and um so she tells him like her situation her situation without mentioning any names would you like me to check out your uh your advisor no no no, 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 no that won't be necessary yeah yeah. (laughs) it's your it's your brother you're like i I got it thanks and so she tells him and then he's like you know i don't you're not telling me any details but on the surface this seems like pretty good deal like sounds like he's giving you sound advice well, that's all I needed then. I'm going to go back to Goober over in the corner there, yeah. and uh, we're going to have ourselves a time tonight. Okay. You, we're going to be pounding that. the posturepedic by, by – Gross. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be buffing the bedpost, <sighs> setting the quilt to quiver. <laughs> Holly could do so much better. God. Holly be, slither- Holly yeah. be doing the, sh- the sheet slither. Oh, God. 
Oh, ma. The horrible okay, number. Okay, somebody cut to Lucy post-procedure. Mambo number five. Oh, hey there. <laughs> One, two. <laughs> oh, ma. Okay, post-procedure, bringing it down. Lucy's crying. And she says she feels empty. Empty. And Pam says, yeah. the emptiness inside me. That's how she felt after her miscarriage. Um, and Lucy's like, I'm not really sure if I did the right thing. And Pam's like, yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. And it's a nice little bonding moment. Uh, yes. And then the next day, Pam tells Bobby all about Lucy. Yeah, she confides in it. I think she just has to talk about it. Someone. I get that. But, I mean, like, that's kind of profit. And Lucy really, really, really made a point not right. to tell anybody. And it's not like he's just saying she cheated on a right. test. I mean, right. she had an abortion. And you just told right. her who, who, who she knows is not going to approve. You know? And he's not, not going to keep right. his mouth shut. And then he goes, I really wish I would have known this before she went and did something like right. this. It's like, what? I'm like, first of all, motherfucker, she doesn't got to ask you. Number two, what do you mean, did right. something like this? What are you going right. to lock her in her room? Thank you, Sarah. Yes. I was the same. I was on the I, same. I, just, I was... Like, wait, yeah, nobody okay. needs your permission, Bobby. You're her uncle. I, I did like his one line, though, that about Roger being lucky he's safe in, safe inside that jail cell where <laughs> he can't get at him. And, and I knew that was coming. He, has, he wants of to beat course, somebody. He has to beat up someone. Even Pam agreed. She, the the like, two yeah. of them could have torn him apart limb from limb like lions eating the prey. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh, my. Um, Lucy does not have good luck with people named Roger. No, she, she had really, that black blackmailer really in, uh, no. yeah. in the second episode yeah. of the series. Yeah. And oh, also interesting in this scene is Bobby's like, why? Like, why hasn't she told anybody? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then Pam says that she thinks that Lucy is blaming herself. And then um, Bobby's like, why? That doesn't make any sense. And she's like, I know. But I think it's just how she's feeling. And that's pretty important because that is one of the many reasons that women do not report. Yes. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. And it's usually because, one, they feel somehow guilty. Like, somehow they did something to make it happen, which they did not. And, two, they think that people are not going to believe them or somehow blame them. And those are the big and reasons. And do not go home and shower. No. Bring the evidence to the police get a, station. Get a rape kit done immediately. Yes. I know you're traumatized. The first thing you want to do is you want to wash that filth off, yeah. but no. Yeah. It's evidence. Yeah. It's a crime scene. Yeah. Sadly, Ugh. your body has become a crime scene. Sad. Um. So then Afton invites Rebecca over, and Rebecca shows up dressed like Mrs. Roper. <laughs> She was kind of being a bitch, too. She had her back to Afton on the couch. I was like, turn around and look at the person that's talking right. to you, Mimi. Yeah. Did you notice that? She was like, hmm. Thank God she didn't pull a Mr. Roper and turn towards the camera and, and just give that little, little, <laughs> little smile. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Norman Fell, you're breaking the fourth wall. Stop. Every episode. <laughs> every episode. Afton is concerned about Marilee, though. And Rebecca's like, girl, you don't even have to worry. Like, look in a mirror. You don't have to worry. And she's like, yeah, but... Cliff is really – it's not just looks that Cliff is addicted to. It's like power and money and all that stuff, and Marilee has that. And, um, and she's right. And she very aptly and succinctly says that if he gets hurt again, she does not think that he will survive. Right. And Afton really loves Cliff, and so she's actually worried. And then we cut to Jr. in his PJs at South Fork <laughs> giving Bobby shit for not being at work already. Yeah, but there's uh, we got some stuff going on in this scene. Oh yeah, it's an exposition have, um, scene for sure. 
the home is being redone. Ellie is shopping for a gown with Mavis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, JR is pushing Bobby to have that will read again. He's really like Which harping like, on Okay, it. so he has a broken record with this thing. Every single scene, he brings it up. He's like, we have to. I feel like this is JR as a kid. He's that kid that just keeps asking. He's like, mom, 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 mommy, mommy. Are we there mommy, yet? Are mommy, we there mommy, yet? Are we there mommy, yet? Mommy, mommy, huh? Mommy, can, mommy, I, can I do this? Can I do this? Mom, just, mom, he just mom, wears mom, people down. Mommy, mom, what? Hi. Hey. <laughs> yeah, he, he, that's what he does. He just wears people down like bringing it up over and over and over and over again. He, he was an insufferable child. You know he was. He was baby Stewie in that scene. Yeah, for sure. Mom, mommy, mom, mom, mom. Yes, the whole uh, episode. Someone needs to go back and count how many times that was said in just this episode. I know, it's episode. so many. Like, just this episode. That's all he can talk about. It's like, Jesus. Also, is J.R.'s hair a little thicker this season than the front? Oh, it looks a, a little, little bit. bit. He might have is a little, it a little, a little hair some... piece. Is that, is that happening? Wig, wig, it's called wiglets. I've never heard that phrase. Yeah, men instead of toupees, they're like fillers, and they're, they're, and women have them too, but they're called wiglets. I have never heard that. The more phrase. you know, it's true. But yeah, I feel like there's uh, he's gotten a little grayer, and also it's a little thicker. So I feel like there's a little filler happening on the front of his head. And it, I'm going to say yes. And at any point. Genie is going to blink him back out of there, back to, to Cocoa Beach, and he'll be an astronaut again. That'd be awkward. <laughs> hey, it happened with Suzanne Plachette and Newhart. <laughs> the whole thing was a dream. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so Ellie and Mavis have picked out a dress for Ellie. Sue Ellen has called JR to say she will go to the ball with oh, him. Oh, that's right. Yes. She, she, she yes. will go. The answer is yes. Yes. The answer is no longer blowing in the wind. Yes. It has been... Revealed. Mm-hmm. And Mavis says that Ellie is like a girl going to her first prom. Oh. But Ellie's still but, a little concerned and weirded out about going alone to a big social event because she's really never done that. It's going to be a little uncomfortable at first because she's always had Jock Cock at her side. Yeah. Jock and she cock. says that, like, everybody <laughs> just tells her that, you know, she just needs time. But she's like, I need more than time. I need my family with me and I'll be okay, which is sweet. Well, You'll have Sue Ellen there too. Yep. Swellen, 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 swellen. So Lucy's checking out of the hospital, and uh, Pam tells her that Blair Sullivan called and wants her to go back to work. Yeah. Lucy's not about that. Do you think Pam was being a little pushy with that? I think Pam. Yes, I think Pam was like, "It'll take her mind off of this if she just goes back to work." Yeah. You know, but right, she's not but- thinking about like she met her rapist at work. Yeah. But the part that, that's what I was that it, it, it's going to bring up the trauma every day. Right. It's totally going to bring up the trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Lucy can have children when she's ready. Right. Right. Yeah. When she finds the right man. Right. Don't hold your breath. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but she just keeps basically saying she doesn't want to, she's not sure she wants to be a model anymore. And I just, I know she didn't say it, but in my mind, she's like, I didn't, I don't know if I want to be a teen model anymore. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Bitch, you ain't going to be a teen for much longer. I don't really think that you are a teen model. <laughs> she's not a teen. She's not a tween. She's not a. No, no. No. She's a woman. She's a woman. Girl, you'll be a woman soon. Um, so Dusty is going to be coming Dusty's. to visit Southern Cross. 
And Clayton's a little weirded out about it. He's like, not. Sh- he's wondered if Sue Ellen wants to be there when he arrives because it's going to be awkward. Did you think she was weird in this scene? Yeah. She's like, oh, I definitely want to be here. I am so excited. Well, like, it was very. It was weird like, because at first she was like, I don't know if I want that because it would make me confused. And then she's like, nope, I definitely do. Yeah. I, yeah. And it was like that. It was like a, it was like a, um, like a Christmas story. She's like, oh, I definitely do. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was very like. Shoot your eye out, Sue Ellen. So she says that she totally wants to see him because she really still cares about him. Which, okay. Well, that would create an awkward situation. Yeah. JR just got oh, rid yeah. of Cliff Barnes. Am I going to have to get rid of the, uh, the lame cowboy? Yeah. The lame rodeo rider? And then we cut to South Fork where the interior decorators are leaving for the day. Notice how we don't see the inside of the house at all. We don't at all. Yeah. Waiting for the big reveal. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they were really working on the set and they were trying to cover it up by doing a renovation. Yeah. Uh, And then as they're leaving, Bobby and then Ellie arrive home. What is this about? Uh, Mavis, she gets invited and she goes, oh, no, I I need to be at home because Punk doesn't like it if I'm not at home when he gets there. (laughs) That was so weird. I about died. I about died. I have, that's my grandmother. I have, like, I like Howard wants me to be home. Yeah. All right. I'll get in trouble if I'm not there when he gets there. His dinners are on the table and his slippers are by the door. Does she have to have his his brandy in hand too to hand him when he comes through the door? Probably. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Also, it's weird that she said that knowing that Ellie has just lost her husband. That's true too. Yeah. I know that she meant. And I just now just thought yeah. of that, but she's like, "Oh, hey, bitch, can't come in. Got to go home to my husband." That's very. That's very true. <laughs> well, well, yours is frog feet on the bottom of a swamp somewhere. Oh. Holy oh. <laughs> oh, shit! Dang. Too soon, Josh. Too Ooh. soon. I'm just kidding. That was funny. Okay, now Jared's back on his shit in this scene. He's like, "So, uh, uh Mama, we need to have Daddy declared legally dead." Um, yeah. Can we talk about that? Because like, you need to get mom, do mommy, that. Mom, 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 you gotta have mom, a dead. What? Dead. Hi. <laughs> and she's just like, "Yeah, I don't think I'm ready for that." So, mm, no. <laughs> she just lays down the law. Bobby did, in a way, say, think, yeah, it, it, we do need to do something, but we can't push her like JR right. is. Right. Well, one way or another, that will is going to be red. Dun, dun, dun. That's freeze frame. And scene. And scene. And it's on JR, so we drink once. Woohoo! I okay. drink alone. Dun-dun. I I didn't write down, but I'm going to say I give this one. 4.65 bourbons and uh, an oil baron's ball dress. All right. I gave last week's kind of a bad one, but I didn't like it. I did like this episode. There's a few things that would change, but you know what? I'm not a writer. <laughs> so I'm going to give this one a 4.0. And <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Uh, and a trip to New York. There you go. But not going to happen. Oh, very good. Very good. I'm going to give it. You know, some stuff happened, but J- JR just constantly being mum, mummy, mum, 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 was just kind of pulling it down a little as we went on. And I'm going to go with a 4.4 and probably 
a nice yacht speeding across the waterway. Oh, nice. With the, cool. with the, with the song Southern Cross playing in the background of course. by of Crosby, Stills, yes. and Nash. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. Yes. yes. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, you should check out our website, ewingbbq.com. And next episode is an oil baron's ball. Do we want to consider I know, we're gonna do a live? going live? Should we dress up like it's oil baron's ball? <gasps> Ooh, I can put my sparkly dress because I'm fat now, but I can be sitting down. You can only sit right, top it half. It doesn't matter because you just see part of us. We can do our hair really big too. Oh, we could. I could just do that. Just put on blue eyeshadow and big hair. Nice. Yeah. Josh, Josh, you can wear your cowboy hat. Wear a bolo tie if you have one. I can't get the head. Please wear an ascot. Please. Oh, shit. Wear an ascot, dude. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wear an ascot. Because I'm going to get my ass caught on something, right? (laughs) 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 Oh, God. No, I can't get the headphones around a cowboy hat. That's true. Yeah, I tried to wear one a couple times, and every time I'm like, oh, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, and get your asses down to chiller. Yes, because we're going to have so much fun. That's right. Mario De La Casa will be there, and uh, he does the genie bottles and the JR belt buckles and Mm -hmm, all mm -hmm. the Dallas art that's at South Fork, and he is a talker, Mm -hmm. and uh, perhaps we will – Try to coordinate to have him on at some point. We'll, we'll yeah, discuss it with him should. down there. Yeah. And um, you might see Deb Trinelli floating around if it works out. And, and uh, if if you're going to go, send us a message um, on one of our things and we'll meet up and have a drink. It'd be fun. Yeah, I, I did fail to mention that I missed, uh, just through coincidence, I kept missing Captain America at uh, you did. 90s you Con. You guys kept passing each other, and I would just be like, he's there, he's there, and then you guys never met up. But it was so cool to see people in person. So Yes. Yes, it was. So let's get some more of these cons going. And if anyone yeah. is going to the Dallas event in June – let us know. Yeah. Take some pictures. Yeah, yeah. You could be our like correspondent. Yeah, if you're gonna be there and if you're gonna be at the Hollywood show in Burbank at the end of June in first day or so of July, where let's see, Deborah Bernard, Joan Van Ark, Barbara Carrera, and Donna Mills. I know Donna Mills never appeared on Dallas, but she was a Ewing wife, believe it or not. That's true. So we we do have to count her. Um. Yeah, let us know. Just and if you hear of any other appearances, also send them our way and things that might be of import to people. Yeah, that's all I've got. Awesome. Well, thanks, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, y'all. Y'all come back now. You hear? On Dallas. What's really waiting for you to sound for? Only John Ross. And JR. No matter how much you think he's changed, you know what your life with him would be if you marry him. Well, I'm not so sure that I am going to marry him. You're announcing that memorial scholarship in Daddy's name, especially at the All Barons Ball. 
Well, it, it mean the world, Mama. I'll never feel for anyone the way I felt for you. Then things really haven't changed between us. I don't know what old Jock would have said about this. Maybe Miss Ellie could speak for it.